You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. Welcome once again to a podcast that really is about Echo and the Bunnymen. It's all about that. That's all we talk about. Echo and the Bunnymen. I'm Courtney. And I'm Shane. And this is a podcast where I come into my husband's studio. I take it over. I say, hey, stop what you're doing. Set up these mics. Let's hit record. Let's talk about this band. And so what I like to ask at the top of each episode is, what was I interrupting tonight? Well, honestly, uh, nothing uh, too exciting. I'm just kind of banging my head against my computer um, because I'm having some computer problems. Uh, I have like a corrupted file or something. I'm trying to extract some audio and I downloaded some shit and my computer's on the fritz and really just, um, just pure hell. I just want to go live in the woods without any of this crap now. And, uh, man, yeah, I love that stuff. I love that spinning pinwheel of death. Yeah. I love the unresponsive apps and the random closing of things and, I love when like a bunch of stuff come, yeah. turns on at once and the windows start like moving around and stuff. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like it's doing everything that you've been trying to do. Like you like click a bunch of stuff yeah. and it's frozen and then all of a sudden it's like do 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 It does all the <laughs> shit that you like told it to do like at once. That's kind of how my brain works. Oh man. So anyway, this is really actually uh, cool because usually I'm doing something creative, but this was just more self-destructive and, uh, <laughs> and so I'm happy that. To be rescued. To be moving on. Won't you come? (laughs) Well, um, well, great. I'm, I am glad to be a little, um, reprieve from your living nightmare. Thanks. What you been up to? You know, I've just been working on this podcast. That's all I do. For over a year now. (laughs) Yeah. Over a year. I was 40 when we started it. I was going to be 42 very soon. So yeah, that's that's is what I do. Um, I want to say that we have a very very exciting episode tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about a song called "Reddit and Books," and you may remember from the episode before last, um, we were doing a reenactment of the band's rehearsal. Um, where they were practicing some new songs and were interrupted by a, quote, friend. So we're going to... Yeah. Now, we have a really long episode here. Um, Feels long, at least. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in. And we're going to start by playing a little bit of this reenactment where I will be playing Mac and Les Pattinson. Shane will be playing... 
the roles of Julian Cope and Will Sargent. Mm -hmm. I will be speaking as Mac with an American accent because we have decided that uh, to just overdub his his strange uh, version of Liverpudlin uh, mumble speak so that you are able to understand what he's saying. So Ian, Will, and Les are sitting around in Will Sargent's bedroom practicing some new songs when an unexpected visitor appears suddenly. Right. So Julian Cope. Julian Cope enters the scene. And what, what does he find when he opens that door? Let's, let's go back to 1978. Join us, friends, <laughs> as we resolve the tension of last episode's cliffhanging suspense thriller. Yes. Thank you. Enjoy. Okay, are y'all ready? But it's nearly dark out. Well, we can start by practicing that one song. The one and only song we've ever written? (laughs) Yeah, except not anymore because I have a new song in the works. It's called Read It In Books. Oh, really? That's that's great, man. I have a new song. Well, let's start with it. Wonderful. Okay, I'll teach it to you. It's really pretty easy, guys. Here, I don't know the names of these chords, but... If you put your two fingers here, like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Totally. Yup. Perfect, man. That's it. That's it. I heard someone at the door. (laughs) It's Cope! (laughs) That song is very familiar. Pause this reenactment now. Yeah. To talk about the new song. The new, the new one that I brought. Yes. This is now <laughs> the new song part of this reenactment. This will be our second song analysis of the podcast. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Introducing Reddit in books, or books as it is licensed. To the teardrop explodes. Oh. That's oh. right. Oh, man. This is okay. a song that is... Uh, Dang. That is... There's some dispute about it. Exactly. We don't know who wrote this song. On one hand, 
Ian McCulloch says that he definitely wrote this song. <laughs> he wrote the words. Whoa. He wrote the chords. Okay. And on the other hand, Cope says he definitely wrote the song too. Wow. He definitely feels very strongly that he wrote the melody of it. This is quite the dynamic between these two. It really is. Yeah. And so, you know, as we approach this song, what I would like to do right off, right out of the gate is play you three different versions of the song. Okay. 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 And I want to hear your thoughts. All right. I'm excited. This is some drama. It is. For your mama. It's like a hot debate to this day. Nobody probably really cares. Okay. <clears throat> so the first version. But you can feel that tension. You can't. It's right. I can imagine that. Can you imagine that? I, yeah. I mean, I mean you, you had a person that you were. This is like the age old <laughs> tension though between uh, like musicians like ripping each other off. Oh uh, yeah, totally. This is. <laughs> This like, is that drama and dynamic that this is. But to the to the fact that it's like a whole song though is kind of mind blowing. It's not just like you're stealing my licks. It's like that's my whole song. That's my whole song, and that's what really it's really something to me. I maybe I'm missing a piece of of like information, which is very possible. But I feel like they both adamantly claim that they wrote it. That's great. So I love it. what did the great master of ceremonies, court jester, narrator? Uh, manager Bill Drummond yes the very one yeah how did he decide how did he navigate this uh you know tension? don't you do I did he mention it does he cover it and then I, I don't remember right now all right uh, but uh <laughs> oh I can tell you this is all seems so new and exciting to me I didn't realize because we kind of acted it out earlier in the skit there uh, mm-hmm. and, but you didn't know what you but were I, acting out. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was like, oh, who wrote that song? And then now I'm like, oh, this is like <laughs> a real thing that is unresolved. This is very funny. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it, it's a real mystery. It's one of the, you know, thousands upon. Did anybody write any songs? Is the real question. You know, like where does a song come from? Yeah, if I, you think about it, you know, mm-hmm. like who? There's only twelve notes, and there's only so many possible divisions of a beat, and there's only so many subjects that humans can talk about, and uh, and then you know, I mean, inspiration, man, that's the universal substrate. They're both tapped in in their own way. I mean, we can debate who's more tapped in than the other. Like that's a matter of taste probably, but you know, it's like, does anybody own any song? Hmm. That is precisely the point that I'm about to make. Oh, okay. It says though, no, don't apologize. (laughs) I want the listener to know that he hasn't even heard, uh, all three of these versions. Okay. I know. All right. I'm now, I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to let you know how excited I was about this. I mean, it's as though you've already, uh, you know. I've been there, man. (laughs) I've been there. I've been in the trenches a long time in this music business. I've seen a lot of people. Yes, yes, you have. Only the names have changed. All right. But for now, I want you to put on your listening hat. All right, go. So first I will play Echo and the Bunnymen's version of reddit and books now this is the fully formed album version this is not on which album um it's on crocodiles the first album right on okay just so you can compare it to the next one
Do you recognize it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I know the song. Yeah. Okay. I've never like uh, f- focused on this song a lot, but yeah. so but now I am. So that's <laughs> what I'm here for. came up to himself and started singing over himself. Layering. Vocal layering. Oh, I see. Once I like crying, twice I like laughter. What a fucking weird thing. These guys must have spent a lot of time together to have this argument about who wrote it. It's such a peculiar <laughs> song. Like, you know. It's a what? Peculiar. Yeah, totally. Like, well, I wrote it. No, I wrote it. It's not like... God damn it, I wrote it. No, I wrote it. So, you get it? You get it? I like that. There's a little moment there from Will. Okay, I'm going to stop it here. So, there's that version, okay? Um, is there anything else you want to say about it before we move on to our next listen? You know, um, I'm just kind of taking it all in here. Uh, I'm like, I'm, because like I said, I haven't spent a lot of time with this song as as like a standout track to me uh that i've like just dove into but now but now but now 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 that i'm here to do my job uh of this podcast (laughs) i uh and uh really dive in and that's why you want me here because you know like i'm coming in as just you know some perspective here okay but uh anyway what i'm thinking is um that it's like it's economical in this way the parts are really distinct uh, in terms of the riffage. And uh, Ian's kind of doing this sort of whispery vocal thing. Yeah. And there's a weird turn of phrase that like kind of what I'm after, like almost doesn't work or something, but it's like, you know, there's some, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's an interesting song, <laughs> you know, but the I like the bass and the guitar occupy space in an interesting way. I mean, it's all about, I think the choices, um, the tremolo is it a tremolo? What's what's Will doing there? What pedal is he using? That so, I have to hear it again. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of I the like main riff. That's what. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Is like the riffage. Like to me, like like what I like is that they have. It's important for a song to have more than one hook, you know, in the instrumentation of it, and so I think they kind of go for that. Uh, okay. Now here is the teardrop explodes version. I like the way Julian sings it better. Is that weird? No. It's not. It's interesting. About I get Julian's. it now. I get it now. Yeah. I get it. So No, I get it. I get oh, the problem. Okay. Tell me the problem. When people talk about a song, 
to me, and I'm starting to transition in, towards this. I was reading Bob Dylan's autobiography, and like he's like, "Oh, I'm about to have." I was having dinner with Bono, and uh, I busted out a bunch of songs Name for drop. him. You know, and uh, you know, like because I hadn't done an album in a minute. And this is like in the mid late eighties. And right? he turned it into Joshua Tree. You're welcome, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like it was like he had these songs, and and uh, and the way Dylan talked about songs, I was like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Like that, because to him, the songs were just the pieces of paper with the words on it. Yeah. And to me a song is melody and harmony. So basically what I'm saying is that was like my first like realization in this weird way that or that like people when they think of a song they just think of words. They don't think of the song right. as being like a musical entity. They think of it as text. And I have been involved in instrumental music for my career for the past like 20 years or so you know mostly and and um and so to me songs are are you know just different i listen to like jazz and classical music and just different instrumental music world music and you know and and so when i think of a song i don't think of a, a piece of paper with words on it and so to them the song is like they're arguing over who wrote I've seen it in your eyes. I've read it in books. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, and not so much the riffs or the melody I or do. anything else about this, anything about what I would consider the, the actual song. song. Yeah. So there's, so, so, but, but it's like, I'm starting to like adjust to that. And I actually like that idea of like text being a song. It's interesting. It is. It's you different know, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, um, it is of, you know, so much less important to me, you know, like spoken word is so much less important to me than music. And t- I know what you mean, right, though, when I talk right. to people about... Lyrics are important, though. You know, you know, they are they, important. Because they raise, they elevate the whole affair that if the true. lyrics are strong, right? Yes, that is a perfect way of saying. They elevate the... Like, I love it when I love the music and the lyrics. Yeah. I have that with, like, Fugazi. But if the lyrics were just, like, dumbass... Like, I have a hard time with that stuff. Or you know? I disagreed with them, or they're sexist, yeah, or they're, yeah. like, whatever. I can't, I, well, I can't be down, you know. That's, that's one of the things that makes, makes Ministries makes... a good example of, like, okay, here's this heavy industrial band for their peak albums that yes. they made, right? Like, and you know, uh, Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste, Land the Right Behind You, Psalm 69. Uh, like, they're so, like, anarchist political that, it, I mean, there can't be in, like, horror shtick, like, whatever, too, but... But the but the politics are so like edgy that you're like wow this is like I that, can get it adds a layer this, I don't know but maybe the same is true of like insane clown posse I don't even know what their shit's about here's what I want to talk about with the song so I really do like this version of of books because while the echo version is is sort of mysterious and full of mood and ambiance yeah this one is very kind of um it's kind of driving edgy. Yeah. and edgy it's trying it's really urgent. hard it's urgent yeah. yes and um and i and you were saying you really like the vocal delivery i do yeah yeah i do i like it so julian cope had never even thought of singing and had you know he thought a terrible voice and only took up the vocal, you know, the the role of vocalist because they had that burning desire to kick Mac out of the band because he wasn't showing up to practice. And, stuff. <laughs> right. and he was like, well, I'll do it. Same with Robert Smith, you know. He didn't want to be the lead singer either. 
huh. then you just kind of take up the mantle. Wow. So, but Julian Cope, you know, sounds great. It sounds like his pitch is really on point yeah. and he does really interesting things and yeah, you know, definitely so, he, he inhabits the songs. I thought he was like one of those kid singers, you know, just like, you know, was in chorus or something as a kid. Hmm. It sounds sort of tight and practiced. Yeah. But, um, but no, he never sang. But he talked real pretty, according to his mom's friends. He had a great accent. Oh. Didn't sound like he didn't sound like a redneck. Okay. Or woolly back. Yeah. He like, sounded like he was from the city. Like the gentry or something. <laughs> yeah. The Queens. The Queens English. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So that's that version. Yeah. You like it too. Uh, yep. I like okay. it better than the Echo version. Even on the album or the early Echo? I don't care. <laughs> you like it the best. Okay. Well, All right, I want to hear... So, Are the verses the same lyrically? Like, I are think the, so. Is it like the same lyric sheet? That's the question. I think I it is think. exactly the same. Um, but I can So they, they like had a drunken night together. Yes. Okay. Well, they're friends. I, I mean, they're buds. Yeah, they're buds. But, like, but we could like reenact it. They like, like dance together. Like, but they woke up in the morning. <laughs> yes. And there was a piece of paper in the room that had these words on it and they you know and they were like you know they don't know how it got there and uh and now they both think they wrote it i like that you know do you know what my story is what's that it's kind of like i think i mean i try to imagine when two people are saying opposite things happens like what happened but what i see is kind of like a drunken okay let's write this song together uh, and we'll play yeah. it a few times. Yeah. Now we're going to kind of back away. But we wrote it kind of together. But maybe I gave more of the suggestions. Something happened dorky between two dudes where somebody felt like they had ownership. Right. And the other person really or, did too. Right. Or one of <laughs> them said, like, I, I've seen it in your eyes. And then the other one said, I read it in books. And, and, then, then, they kind of, <laughs> and then they have to kind of split it down the middle, you know, because it's like, so they're like, fuck that. I wrote that shit. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same lyrics. Um, All right. I think. I'm not going to read the whole thing. So So here's another version, okay? Let me just play it. I'm not going to even say anything about it. Just tell me what you think of this one, Okay. okay? Here we go. Wait, who is this? Um, see if you can tell which. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to say it's, um, that really caught me off guard. I wish my, my (laughs) face could be captured in audio when Kurt Cobain starts. I couldn't even see it though because it was behind this windscreen or whatever yeah, but yeah. but like but it's definitely was uh that surprised you didn't I yeah mean, but that's the same riff as like kind of the the song right but the echo because version sounds... the final echo version because is more um has is more basket weaving listen to the first echo version okay oh we haven't heard that yet nope oh okay you threw that you threw a little curveballs at me over there Okay, okay, listen. This is not the first time 
that Kurt Cobain has done this. All right. Tell did me about Like, did you know that the riff from Come As You Are is like he stole killing from the killing joke? joke. Yeah. And that is the point that, you know, Kathleen Hanna and many people make that he was like, uh, I'll take that. A goth rocker. Like, yeah. that he brought back flange and like okay. weird, you know, effects on the bass and stuff. Wow. That he was a continuation of, you know, post punk. Clearly. He's also like, I thought like a big like Beatles fan. He was a Beatles fan. I mean, who is not a Beatles fan except for like the original non-Beatles fans lived in Liverpool. So yeah, he has, he has taken now. What is the connection between Kurt Cobain and Echo and the Bunny? Oh yeah. Right. Courtney Love. Yeah. Hanging out with everybody. And so whenever she comes up in this story, and she does, which I didn't realize until like, you know, a couple so years weird. ago. She's all, all over this story. She's in the periphery, but she, there but she, she is. Shows up, she's pretty, pretty firmly there for <laughs> She's minute. pretty firmly there. And I, and I'm, like yeah. Like in the early can, 80s. Right. Totally. She like shows up. D- just shows up. She's like, I would like a one-way ticket to Echo and the Bunnymen in the... Uh, UK is that lead. what drew her there? Is Echo yes. and the Bunnymen? Yes, Are Echo you and the Bunnymen. Oh, I didn't realize And that. this is the, yes, Echo and the Bunnymen drew her there. Oh, I thought um, she was just going to go hang out in Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, again, so, okay, again, so Courtney Love is hanging out. She's like 16 or something, 18. Mm-hmm. And the story goes, but this is not the real story, but the short, like, I'm going to yell the story at you across the bar, you know, we're having a conversation story is like, she went there for Echo and the Bunnymen. She couldn't get to Echo and the Bunnymen. So she went for Julian Cope. Right. And he was like, well, hell yeah. And then she got him strung out on acid. Yeah. And then she dipped. Uh-huh. Okay. Just so you I know that it. story. Yeah. From reading Bill Drummond <laughs> talking you know about t- it. But he's, he very just summarizes it about as quickly as you did. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there, there you go. Why Maybe. couldn't she get to them? She did. That's weird. Like she would, I don't know, because she's seen Ian. Like she would be at the parties. Yeah. But he didn't really. He was just aloof to her or something. I guess maybe he was a little bit more untouchable. She was maybe not just a little too basic to get in with. That's really weird. Can you just trying to picture that that sort of like social climbing? Well, he is so nice about her now. In in articles I've read. It's it's an older interview that I read, but he was spoke very kindly about her. Cause he didn't know her. <laughs> he didn't let her in. That's how I talk about people I don't let in. I'm like, oh, they're fine. And then people are like, oh, you must like them. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Well, I, maybe they're a total pain in the ass. But I haven't allowed any kind of like myself to be put in the field. To right. you know, and so he didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I don't know. It's all projection. Don't we know don't her. know. No one. Re- that's <laughs> the thing. It's like we all know that she was hanging out, but we don't know. We weren't there, so we will just make that part up. <laughs> but anyway, I looked that song up to see when it was written. He had not met her when he wrote that song. He had but not met her when he wrote what? When he wrote the the song, we just list, read it in books. Oh, I'm sorry. Kurt Cobain had not read. Whoa, yeah. Got, <laughs> now things are really twisted. Kurt. <laughs> we are unstuck in time. Kurt 
had not met Courtney to be influenced by her obsession with Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah. What is that song called again? About a Girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What record was that on again? Bleach. Bleach, that's right. But we all came to know it, those of us who... From the Unplugged. That's right. Okay. Which he plays in a different key. In the Unplugged. Yep. That's a good one for you to cover. Let's put that in the karaoke. Am I karaoke cover? Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, I'll work on that. So, yeah, what do you think about uh, that song as a part? Is it is it really weird that those songs are really similar? Or does that just happen all the time with music? I think it happens all the time with music. Okay. Yeah. but I This do- isn't some special evidence that, like... Courtney Love is a tulpa or something or like some archetypal force that because he met her later and there's oh right I mean (laughs) well you get into the play of forces with music and uh you know you become unstuck in time Uh, we've discussed this before on the podcast you know and so there is sort of like um the timeline gets gets confused you can jump timelines with music right yes and so but just having a couple of chords in common doesn't really... I mean, a G a t- and an E chord uh, <laughs> all day long. You know what I mean? Like anybody, you know, that's not... Nobody owns a G and an E chord, you know? Um, what I find interesting from like a someone with a, a background in, in music, you know, uh, to a degree, is that those chords don't really go together in a way, you know? But it's interesting, but like so many bands do it. Because it's just like, and I forget. I think I did that too when I first started playing guitar, where you just kind of move, move them around. Yeah, that's. I never you just stopped. know. Well, you just I know. He, well, you got mind. a handful of chords, and you just kind of, like, that's what happens. Put them you together. know, e and a, I know an E, I know a G, and you don't think like, well, those are in two different keys because an E chord has a G sharp in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's no, the but... th- well, yeah, that's the thing. But it just sounds fine. It's great, you know. Yeah. But it's just funny. So it has like a, it has a real like um, collage aspect to it. Right. There's one thing here, one thing there, and they go or go back and forth between the two. I feel like that's post punk. I mean, that's what happens to an untrained musician. Yeah. I am that person. So now, if you look at the lyrics to Reddit and books, um, it's kind of it's a. It's about trying to find love, but ultimately rejecting, being rejected. It's about the power struggle that occurs when two people try to relate to one another. Dominance, submission, um, Mm. finding authenticity within a relationship. And the Kurt Cobain version, the Nirvana version, is about the same stuff. Yeah. Okay? I need an easy friend. Uh, I do with an ear to lend. I don't think you fit this shoe. I do. Won't you have a clue? It's like you're needing something from someone else that you can't get. And then it's I'll take advantage while you hang me out to dry. It's that same kind of use like you want me on your knees. I bags your, you know, just that. Yeah. that uh, I mean, I bags of yours being a different song. But these two, I do a couple of these two songs. Well, what I can do I whip say? her into land, man. That's some good lyrics this long. Which one? The, the, Nirvana. the Nirvana. Yeah, that's yeah. a better song. I mean, that's what what phrasing, what beauty. Anyway, so 
Okay, so there's no like nothing special about how similar the Nirvana song sounds that that has any kind of secret meaning that we should look into any more than the Killing Joke, you know, and and come as you are. Yeah, it's just. A- I mean, it's possible, man. Kurt Cobain was uh, he was listening to music, but th- what would be strange for me is that you would listen to that song and like pluck that out as something you wanted to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Copy. Like, to me, it's kind of like you just kind of stumble across it. It's something that probably every up-and-coming songwriter stumbled across on their path or every punk musician. You know, like, it's like, they're, oh, then there's, this is the song. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so primal. Yes. Like, and it's... Uh, it exists. Yeah. It's it not... Just it's exists. just. It's like, okay, that's the, that's the first song everyone wrote. You know what I mean? Right, yes. It's not, so I don't... So we are tapping into sort of a universal... It's an archetype. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's an exemplar. An exemplar of uh, this, yeah. Eternal. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And justified. And ancient. And ancient. So yeah, you know, is that does that kind of like illustrate the point you were making earlier that um, well, no one owns these chords? Right, they are. Right. I actually thought of some other. So many lawsuits go down about this kind of shit. Yep. Yeah. Like I was listening to Mr. Soul because um, all those things posted some Neil Young, uh-huh. and it was pretty epic for me because I love Neil Young, and I was thinking satisfaction is like a bad. Mr. Soul. Is Mr. Soul a Neil Young song? Yes. Okay. What's how's that one go? Oh, yeah. But it's like got these really poignant lyrics. Loves Neil Young. That's who. That is the template for old man amicolic. You know, I mean, Lou Reed. That's a good person to emulate, but he needs to get some of that Neil Young. Uh huh. Uh, vibe. Who does? Ian. Ian. Yeah. That can be his like. Uh. His north star, <laughs> so to speak. Someone to look up to, but I don't know what he thinks about him. I get it. I mean, he's a little bit, you know. Uh, what's the you know getting uh, inching towards country music? Yeah, it's kind of rustic, like, yeah, almost hippie, like or like kind of. Yeah, but, but it's dark. That's why it like, is dark. It's the no, best he's of the good. He's great. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but also you know some of the album is not good usually. Who Neil Young? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, man. Why is that? Yeah, uh, it's like half of it's the best song ever. Yeah. And half of it's not that good. I always think about that. And I think like if you can do one good thing in your life, that's pretty awesome, man. That's so true. like if you have like if you have one good song. I've bought that's a amazing. whole album for one song. That's, yeah. That's why it's, you're always like, why did they throw those crappy songs on there? And then you realize it's, it's hard to, to just generate to be like a hit factory, you know? Yeah, it is. So you got to have some filler. That's right. Like this song we're currently studying is called <laughs> Reddit in Books. <laughs> okay. That's right, folks. On Is There an Echo in Here podcast, we are going to deep dive the filler. <laughs> now, this is not just the hits, as you know, because we haven't talked about any of that yet. There is no such thing as filler when you're talking about Echo and the Bunny Man. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Right. Well. Well, nothing. <laughs> that is the premise upon which we shall operate this podcast. You look, you're, you're biting, literally biting your lip. I know. Well, it's cool. <laughs> I can, I can, I can abide. By the end, you, the will, dude you abides. will believe. I, no, no, I do. This, I, look. In this premise. I mean, look, they're not all ocean rain, you know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever. <laughs> They're not all the cutter, you know. Yeah, we're not we're not through the catalog yet, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're just dipping our toe in. Okay, now this song is in It's you know, a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song that people really relate to. Again, I think that these two songs, Monkeys and Reddit and Books, aka books, are about burgeoning sexuality right tension societal pressures um confusion gendered uh stereotypes and all that stuff and that they they're very relatable to many people right. and people love these melodies and stuff. i feel that you know and we're not the authority on like whether something's good or not well, definitely that's not. for sure so like compared to probably almost any other song I think some of these are some of the best songs in the world, but yeah, for yeah, their cool. of course, yeah. discography, not my. That's favorites. what we said. Well, we said that, right? That it's like where it sits in the in the tower, you know. Yeah, is it's like on the maybe, top floor. This song is maybe somewhere on like level three, you know. <laughs> Show of strength, maybe on level nine. Right. Okay. The top floors are top floors better. Right. Yeah. Higher number. Get get it. It's a tower. The tower, tower of song. Tower of Song. Leonard Cohen wrote a song called Tower of Song. Oh, yeah. And that, and Ian McCulloch, lead singer of Echo and the Bunnymen, is a fan of Leonard Cohen. Okay? Um, Suzanne takes you down. I think we did it all. And now, Shane will present to us a musical analysis of Reddit and Books. Are you going to learn it? And- yeah, <laughs> I want to break it down. I'll break it down for you. Right now? Sure. All right. Okay, so I started looking up the chords for you. Do you need me to do that? No, no, thanks. It's fine. (laughs) You don't need that. We'll be back in a minute. Shane will have learned the songs. I'm going to time them. It is 10.48 p.m. Let's see what happens. I'm doing the echo one, right? From the Uh, album. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wait, wait. Wow, you already knew. <laughs> See, I, well, their songs. <laughs> I figured it would be in the key that all the other ones are. 
So both those songs are Angie. All of their songs are Angie. Okay. Man. <laughs> all right, Not all of them. There's all some right. that have A in it. <laughs> How is that possible? What do you mean? They um. Do you mean those are the only two? They're just in that key. Yeah. All of their songs are in that key. A lot of them are. Ninety percent of them are. We're gonna keep. I haven't it. learned ninety. Okay, like we're gonna we're gonna keep to make a, that analysis. But I could, as we go through, we can we'll analyze all the songs, and we're gonna have uh we'll have a, we'll have like a a data sheet. You know, we'll have like a, yes. a dossier. What about but show of strength? That, we'll have like percentages. You know, we'll be like, okay, we can like. What about like show a of pie strength? Chart. Here's a pie chart. You know. What about show of strength? Yeah, that's in that key for sure. What about the puppet? Puppet, how's it go? Don't know. Yeah. It? Yeah, that's like more like an A. Okay. That's actually what I was thinking of. How's it go? Dude, I don't mean I, it goes. Uh, we play it in every single podcast, so yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna play. Uh, is that pathetic? I don't like I'm. I, I just want to sing. I can hear. You knew head. about oh. this. Does that come back yeah. to you? Oh. With your head in your head. And that's an A. Oh. <laughs> what about going up? Uh, that's also in the same like E minor thing. Okay. What yeah. about? Killing Moon. Also in the same email. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, no bullshit. How is that? But then they all sound so different. Yeah. I mean, they throw in a couple different chords sometimes, like Killing Moon <laughs> has a couple tricks up its sleeve, I guess. But like, ultimately. How can they be in the same key and sound so different? Well, that's the, that music. I mean, just, you know, they have different things going on amongst the group. That's like what we discovered with our analysis of monkeys. Yeah. Monkey, whatever you call that song. <laughs> Kimon. Is yeah. that uh, they kind of like swap places and stuff. Yeah. In terms of who's doing the minor note and who's doing the major note. Right, right. Why is this not? Oh. something like that. Let's hear it. Okay, here you go. Yeah, there you go. And then it goes. <laughs> I'm having trouble with that. I don't know. Let's <laughs> stop it. Yeah. So Shane, just now, this is a problem when you're a good guitar player. He was trying to play some complicated stuff. He's a little stoned too, but he was playing, trying to play some complicated stuff up on the neck, and I was looking at him, and I was like, I think I played about a girl in high school. I'm pretty sure it's just one of those chords. Well, you just figured it out. Shane, would you like to break down the chords for the listener? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> like the other one, it's like uh, in uh, all of them, they're in, it's in E, and this one has kind of like an E major thing going on, but it goes to G chord. <laughs> Which gives you that minor major straddling thing that they always like to do in I their mean, music. And, you know, because like a G is not really in the key of E, you know? Yeah, if you're in your high school guitar class, you're learning those chords and yeah, you yeah. learn pretty quick that that is about a girl. And yeah, yeah and they're easy to And then to I play. guess it goes to the, uh, it kind of modulates a little bit. <laughs> you know? It's just oddly like... Like they're just all major chords, and that's and a way to write songs. It makes sense. That's like the Ramones did. If you're playing like bar chords, it's like easy to just kind of move around the one shape and stuff, and it, it sounds good, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's 
it's it's weird like if you know anything about like functional harmony or like how like chords work before you like tackle just like kind of going at it like brute force like songwriting i'm just gonna like move some shapes around you end up with some different shit you know because like you know all major chords is not in a key you know what i mean it's like you know (laughs) no i don't really um well, like, what key is the song in? You know, like, if it's a song, I don't in, even understand. Yeah, I know. Well, if it's in G and you're just playing all major chords, like E, E is supposed to be minor, A is supposed to be minor, D can be major. Just diatonically speaking. Sorry, this is like if this is above <laughs> your head, but anyway, it just you know, it's just it just has this kind of like back and forth kind of quality to it. It's interesting, like, because it's just it's how a lot of people write songs. But 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 like, but if you were just randomly, if you were in the key of G, like the chords in there would be like. <laughs> Like, oh. right, and then like you go like, and then the bridge would be like, oh. you know what I mean? But it doesn't make sense, so it's, it does have a kind of a key change you feel to it, I guess. Yeah, it's like a key It seems like we like move like the whole key moves to the key of like D. Yeah. And they anyway, those those are some. I don't know if this is helpful, but but what was the riff again? It was like. Yes. Now that features like the note. Like at the same time, they want it to be in like E minor because that's where Ian wants. Like they want, like they like to be in E minor. He, I was gonna say he likes to sing in E minor, but the last song we analyzed was more explicitly in E minor, and then he was singing major over that. So they're always like kind of uh-huh. that have that quality to them. Well, it's like but, Cope but is this, like I wrote yeah. those chords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody wrote those chords. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wrote. No, but they just are. They yeah, yeah. are. There's two. There's four yeah. of them, two together, and then two more that are coupled. So I mean, so the debate is like. Uh, now the lyrics, like that's something to debate, and that's something we, you know, need to get into as well. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I hope that was a helpful analysis. Here's what I want you to listen to before we start digging into the lyrics of the song which I haven't looked at at all or thought about once and often ignore when I'm listening to it. Um, listen to, take a listen here to Les. 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 Yeah. Um. So Les is going, Les is going, do, 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 wait, he's going, na, 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 I think it's hard to hear in this crappy recording and this crappy old computer, but, um, and that's kind of something more than just playing the root. I think he plays the root just, or whatever it is that the bass player plays the first part of the song, but then he does something a little more interesting later. I think the bass line's really good on the, on the record though. I know. So we'll go into the album one soon. Right now, right now they suck. Okay, so we just gotta, you know. Right. Well, they're just. But no, they still have the magic. Like yeah, I love the to show early you, man. Stuff. You gotta fucking keep working on your songs. Yeah, you do. Like you can't give up. You don't don't give up. Keep working on them. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. You're gonna write those songs. You'll get there. Not just write them, but then you gotta arrange them. Yeah. And then you gotta get good at them. 
Then you got to yeah. be able to perform them. And then you got to be able to perform and Then them. you got to get on a bus and drive all over the goddamn world. And you got to perform them every night. And then you have the pressure. You got to write a new set of songs. Oh, then you got to get in that studio and, then and you got to like, record those. Welcome, my son. <laughs> Welcome. To the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Yeah, doesn't this Trying to be quiet, too, you know. Yeah, we're having to be quiet now at this part of the conversation because we have um, guests in our house. Um, Airbnb. <laughs> Come visit us. <laughs> um, book a room. <laughs> Airbnb Support the podcast. Adventures. Yeah. Um, Try to sleep while we record in the next room. <laughs> Join the podcast during your stay. Your shower and bathroom fan will be featured on every recording. Okay, Shane. So, do you have anything the least bit interesting to say about Les's bass playing in this song, the early version? I want to say that he has a nice bounce, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's something about his playing that just kind of really makes the song kind of have a jaunty feel uh, that you can really like bob your head to. Okay. Okay. He hits the chords. Yeah. On time, but there's like a, he has he's he's a groovy bass player. We'll get into it later, but he's a funky bass player. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. I know. This is my really... constant uh, sort of you know. Uh, revisionist history that echo and the bunny man is actually a funk band uh which yes. i'll go into more as we get into more of their material this is part of shane's project yeah. okay all right well i think that's probably good enough on the musical analysis anyway so thank you so much and thanks for having me oh yeah i mean we're not done yet so oh, okay. <laughs> we've only got 40 more years to go of this so uh thank you well um, we got to get back into this dialogue here. Okay, all right, put this guitar down. And we got to analyze the lyrics. So, dang. Uh, let's look at the lyrics just real quick. Right? Okay, let's do it. All right. Let's just speed round lyrics. Let's not take as long, because we don't know who wrote it anyway. All right. And this <laughs> That's is not right. the Julian Goat podcast. I wonder, though. Is this it? It's, I feel like it's... I, I'm at a point now, this is the funny thing, really, about it. <laughs> Is that I don't know who I believe. Do you know what <laughs> I, I mean? Don't either, really. Like, uh, you think, oh, like, this is the Echo podcast. We want to believe Mac. Yeah. But I don't know if I do. <laughs> so there you go. That's just the, that's, that's the kind of guy he is. Is it? From is we can, be, I don't know. Well, we, we, don't we don't know. know. We just don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't Cope? know. Him is Cope some kind of asshole? Don't I mean, know he's him the one personally. who wrote a book, so you can kind of look into his brain a little more easily. In he a way. seems, yeah. I mean, I can read about. Oh, so many details about his life filling my brain. So, you said you couldn't find anyone to love you. I can't find anyone to love me. <laughs> and I said, there's more to life than a broken heart. Did it console you? So, I get, see, I always, the song, it's like, there's some whiny person, and then the other person is being kind of a dick. Okay. I've seen it in your eyes. I've read it in books. Who wants love without the 
looks. Right. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was like a trick question. <laughs> you know, the word is please. You say it from your knees. Show me some respect. Hey, baby, genuflect. Whoa, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. They both claim this fucking God. <laughs> I'd be like, you wrote it. You wrote that song. <laughs> you definitely wrote I'm that like... song. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, genuflect. Genuflect. Okay. Let's define that for um, uh, the dumb people like me. I don't, okay. I don't remember what that means. I don't know what that fucking means. <laughs> Genuinely reflect. I, let's look it up. That's what that oh means. God. That's what it means. <clears throat> That's what my bet is uh, genuinely reflect me. Mm. I might be wrong. <laughs> it is to lower one's body briefly by bending one knee to the ground, typically in worship. Or as a sign of respect. Whoa. All right. So. That's genuflect? That's what that fucking means? I feel like it came up when I was studying for the SAT or Amazing. something. And, uh, but maybe it's a That's British... when you just get on your knee in front of someone and it's like I... So it's redundant. It says, you know the word is please. You say it from your knees. Genuflect. Show some respect. Hey, baby. Hey, Keep baby. on. So once I like crying. Twice I like laughter. Come on, tell me what I am after. Just everything about the song is just kind of awkward. I said you gotta stop chasing rainbows. You said I'm just staying up. I like this line better. And anyway, I like it when the rain goes. I like that part. It's like, don't call me crazy. Don't yeah. say my ways are crazy. Yeah. I love the rain and what comes after it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> then. Oh, there's more. No, it's just oh. you're right. It's uh repeated. Once I like crying, twice I like laughter. So yeah. So. <laughs> Come on, baby, tell me what I'm after. <laughs> How's she? Somebody else gonna tell you what you're after? So this is could be read as like another kind of um, I'm like, you know, trying to lose my virginity over here. I did in recent years. These are years. sexy songs. I didn't realize that we were going to be, this was the subject matter. We were yeah, it's kind be. of a brief period, actually, yeah. because, you know, um, yeah, they are. They're both. They're not existential. I mean, they are cause in that way, but they're, they're, they're not like. I mean, uh, they are 20. They're just trying to get laid. laid you know, and, and I think trying to sound tough. But also probably feeling a little broken hearted. <laughs> Bow down before the one you serve. Yeah, that was our generation's Reddit and Books. Um Only that's a better song. <laughs> okay. So I don't hate this song, I wanna say. I don't either. No, I don't hate it's it. It's still I'm a just, great song. I just it just where does it sit in the tower of song? Of the bunny men. Yeah. And the bunny yes. and legacy in there. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, like if you wrote this song, good for you. You know, they if, don't. Still I mean, talk you about this. Can you imagine? They I don't. Think not, they did. I'm they gonna still look it up to it. see when it was written. Because people are still like, you know, who wrote it? I would ask. It's an too. unsolved mystery. I know. And they'll tell you I did, and then they'll get mad about the other one. Okay. I'm waiting for Ian to surprise us now and be like, "Yeah, you're right. I didn't write that shit." Like he's like, "I like Bono." He's yeah. Like I, I don't know. 
<clears throat> so anyway, writing okay. books. All right. That is about enough of the musical and lyrical analysis of Reddit and Books. You're welcome. Now let's get back to that reenactment. Yes. We've left Will, Ian, Les just sitting there with Julian Cope hanging in the doorframe, looking, glaring at them suspiciously. Right, right. He's going to make them an offer they cannot refuse. Oh, yeah. Let's listen in. It's Cope! <laughs> that song is very familiar. Oh, yeah. It sounds familiar to me, too, because I wrote it. Oh, well, since you're in a band now and writing original music, uh, I want to invite you all to play a gig with us on November the 15th. Uh, yeah, they'll do it. Les, are you even in the band? Um, well, no, but since they can't... Great. We'll see you there, then. Oh, great. See you there. See you there. Oh, what are we going to do? I don't know. Oh, Think my something. gosh. We don't even... We only have one song ready to go, and... That's okay, man. It's like the Velvets do. We just play, like, that one song for, like, a really long time. Just kind of, just stretch it out? Just... Yeah, I mean, I can just kind of, like, make up lyrics. They just kind of come to me. Just I ad just lib? We'll just go ad into lib. a trance. We'll ad lib. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but... Like the Velvets, sure. Yeah, yeah. they... I can I can get behind that. The only other thing I I'm concerned about is that we don't have a name, gentlemen. Oh well, that's cool. I mean, I have this friend Smelly Ellie. He's really good at names. He could help us find oh, names. Yes. Smelly Ellie, that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's check in with him. Yeah, I've been hanging out with his sister, so I'll go hang out, find him too, and ask him. All right, all right. Smelly Ellie's sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's she's really cool. Okay. Friend. All right. What's Sometimes her name? Sometimes we hold hands. I don't know. I really like her, guys. I think she likes me too. And sometimes oh. I just want to like. Okay, okay. Make can out can we be it. here now? We have work to do. We have. We have oh, we have, oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah, just thinking about show girls too now. much lately. <sighs> okay. Okay. Right. Well. Just get your head back in the game, all right? That's right, that's right. Ian. Yeah? We just need to talk about one more thing, okay? Okay. Are you focused? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need you here at rehearsal. It is time to to really buckle down and get things ready for this show. It is... It's upon us, uh... It's, you know, it's great to have th- this kind of motivation to, um, you know, get our shit together. And I need you here. Can you commit to being here 
and focused and practice. Maybe we'll have two songs. Maybe we can have the two songs. What? Are you listening to me? Yeah, I am. What what did I just say? Two (laughs) songs. Two songs. (laughs) Right. And how will we be able to play two songs? I'm just going to channel it, man. I'm just going to feel it in the moment. It's going to come to me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, let's get to work. Okay. I'm going to book us some time at the Merseyside Visual and Communications Unit this Sunday. And I expect you to be there. And we are going to get these songs together. I'm I'm so excited, actually. This is going to be so much fun. Me too, man. I'm counting on you, Will. Excuse me. I'm counting on you, Mac. But And I'll be there too, guys. I'll come too. Okay, Les. Uh, sure. You can hang out. All right. See you there. So, Mac, I'm afraid, never made it to that practice. At the Merseyside unit, where, where you could hear the sound of the Mercy River trickling underneath it mm. a beautiful and atmospheric place mersey to have pra- <laughs> practiced the Mer- mersey side communications and visual something unit <laughs> it would have been such a apropos place for this mysterious band to have practiced but did they i'm gonna say no I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and uh, given what I know about his track record for punctuality and um, ding, uh, time's up. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you actually. Wait, what? I'm not gonna tell you the answer. Oh no, the bell just ended our episode. <laughs> we can't. We can't finish. Game okay. Over. Well, it looks like we're stuck with another cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. It's like, is he going to make it to the practice? Is he going to make it to sound check? Is he going to make it to the show? Are they going to play the show? Is it going to be great? Is it going to be everything they ever dreamed of? Is it going to suck balls? I don't know. What do you, we don't well, know. we do know <laughs> that they put out great albums. You know, we do have that as evidence. I know. I don't know yet. Okay, so cliffhanger, guys. We're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave it hanging there. Um, And I just hope you guys have enjoyed this incredibly informative, just hard-hitting thrill ride of a podcast (laughs) called "Is There an Echo in Here?" A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. We're so happy you joined us. Sorry to leave you hanging again, but. You know, the rules are the rules. And uh, the bell has rung. Yeah. And saved uh, by the bell. We're done. <laughs> we're going on stick. Thanksgiving vacation. Yeah. And uh, we're going to just be wandering, wandering as we wander. Wandering as we wander. I wander as I wander. Isn't that a. John a Jacob Niles wrote that song. Oh, 
dang. Did you and know Barbara that? Barbara Streisand put it on her Christmas album. And my dad oh, see, okay. used to play it every this single night. This is blowing night. my mind. Because I, I played think, that song. I mean, no, I no, no, no. You're, I'm sure you're right. Because I played that song at my gig at the Biltmore Estate the other day. I have this like classical guitar gig where I play like around the holidays and i played i wonder as i wander he's jewish uh, i'm jewish but I, but i i you know oh it's stolen oh the and the time is up no but this woman stopped while i played that song and she was like thank you for playing that i never hear that's one of my favorite songs and i was like because i'm a big john jacob niles fan who's and all you are, are too because we play him all the and time so on i was the show so i was like you uh oh you lo- i love john jacob niles. she's like i don't know who that is you know, and I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I, I listen to Barbara Streisand. Probably. Yeah, right? I have no context for that song other than I wonder as I wander. And it's also not one of my favorite songs of him because it's so explicitly about like Jesus and stuff. And that doesn't, I don't really like oh, that. I was just playing it? an instrumental version of it. Okay. Anyway, so there's a cliffhanger regarding Echo and the Bunnyman. <laughs> uh, and yeah, let's stick yeah. a fork in this one. Tune in next time. Uh, you can write us an email. At echo in here podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. I think it's like, is there an echo in here or something? And you can't find me on Facebook because I can't handle it, which is unfortunate because there's a big community out there. There's lots of people you all can get in touch yeah, with. But Mark people Zuckerberg's who run. evil. And he's evil, but he owns Instagram, so we can't even play. I but know, like, he, he, like, <laughs> but people run some facebook groups that are really incredible i try to get on there i just cannot deal um with that platform and so email man just write us an email you can also uh hit up my patreon shane parish one r uh and just kick us a few bucks if you want if you want the shit don't you know pay for itself okay and then also you can also subscribe to my band camp oh yeah uh which for $9 a month, and then you'll get all the music I make, plus you'll subsidize our life, which that will then in turn allow for this podcast to continue to be made. Uh, you know, I mean, it'll be made regardless, but it'll just, you know, just grease the wheels a little. I know, for God's sake. And listen, also, you can leave us a review. We have one review from our friend at the other at podcast. the Cure podcast. <laughs> Get on there and write a review. You can, and you can rate us. It's not so hard. You just click the five star if you got an Especially iPhone. if you've listened like, to like all all the 20 of these episodes, yeah. right? Come on. Uh, let's, let's get a little effort in here. Yeah, guys. Come this on. is a team effort. Yeah, I know you got to write a review. Just two, a few words. That makes it more two-way, like, you know, come as on. opposed to a monologue. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And just remember, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything <laughs> at all. That's what my mother always said. And she also said that in regards to the bathroom, if you got to go, you got to go. So <gasps> Life lessons. Well, uh, bye. Bye.